Today is Tuesday, November 9th. Here's your local news from the Kansas City Star. Today will be partly with a high near 62 degrees. Here's today's top story. For the first time in decades, Kevin Strickland took the stand Monday and denied any involvement in the 1978 triple murder in Kansas City for which he remains in prison. I had absolutely nothing to do with these murders, Strickland, 62, said at the first day of his evidentiary hearing during which Jackson County prosecutors are seeking to exonerate and free him. During brief opening statements, Prosecutor Gene Peters Baker said the tragedy stemming from the execution-style triple murder was made, quote, much, much worse by Strickland's wrongful conviction and continued imprisonment. Baker told Judge James Welsh that in the course of the evidentiary hearing she intended to show that the recantation from the lone eyewitness to the killings, whose testimony was paramount in the case against Strickland, was, quote, true and real. It burdened her, you know, and it aged her, Baker said. One of Strickland's attorneys, Robert Hoffman, said the eyewitness 1979 testimony was unreliable from the outset, adding that it was so weak that a reasonable prosecutor would not charge Strickland today with it alone. Baker also noted that dozens upon dozens of fingerprints collected at the crime scene, including one found on the shotgun Strickland was accused of carrying that night, were not Strickland's. People want to think the criminal justice system is infallible, Baker told the judge, but it can do the unthinkable and convict an innocent man. She said they now have the chance to correct a 43-year wrong, adding that her decision to seek Strickland's freedom was unlike any other she has made before. Read more about the Kevin Strickland case at KansasCity.com. In crime news, the FBI on Monday arrested a suspected serial killer wanted in connection with six killings that spanned the St. Louis and Kansas City areas over the past two months. Perez Reed, 25, was apprehended Friday at an Independence Charter bus station by agents working on a joint task force as he was traveling back to St. Louis. He is currently being held on a weapons charge stemming from a federal affidavit filed in the Eastern District of Missouri-St. Louis office. In the affidavit, a special agent with the FBI tied Reed to a series of shootings that began September 12 in St. Louis County. All the victims were shot with a 40 caliber Smith & Wesson. Investigators later found that the shell casings from those shootings all matched the same gun. Prosecutors in St. Louis on Monday charged him with the murders of two people. There's a possibility of other charges pending. As of Monday, the Wyandotte County District Attorney's Office had yet to file any criminal charges against Reed. The sworn statement from investigators also implicates Reed in two killings at the Wyandotte Towers, a 15-story building downtown, Kansas City, Kansas. During an interview with federal agents last week, Reed allegedly admitted to being in Kansas City, Kansas, and having communication with one of the local victims by phone. But he denied harming anyone, according to court records. St. Louis County Prosecuting Attorney Wesley Bell said Reed was arrested in possession of a handgun that matched shell casings found at all three St. Louis County shootings, multiple homicides in the city of St. Louis, and at homicides in Kansas City, Kansas. All were traced back to a handgun found in Reed's possession during his Friday arrest, authorities said. In Kansas political news, Kansas Democratic Governor Laura Kelly and Republican Attorney General Derek Schmidt both want lawmakers to cut the state's food sales tax, one of the nation's highest at 6.5 percent, raising hopes the idea will finally become a reality after years spent in political purgatory. The two officials are expected to face each other in the 2022 governor's race, leading to a potential race between the two parties to deliver, and take credit for, what would likely prove a popular policy. Year after year, legislators have grappled with proposals to reduce or end the tax. Invariably, the plans become ensnared in larger political fights. Kelly, who has long supported cutting taxes on food, vetoed a 2019 tax bill that included a gradual reduction tied to revenue growth but also came with costly provisions that would have held down corporate taxes. 
Earlier this year Republicans opposed a Democratic amendment to create a food sales tax rebate during debate on a tax bill. But Kelly and Schmidt are now both moving past half measures and calling for its elimination or, according to Schmidt, at least a significant reduction. And finally, in restaurant news, Stockyards Brewing Company in Kansas City's West Bottoms wants to open in Overland Park. It is going through the city's planning process to take a space at 10310 Maston Street. A hearing for a special use permit for a brewery and taproom was scheduled for November 8th. Greg Bland, owner-slash-founder and, quote, trail boss, has been looking in the crossroads in, in Parkville. But recent changes to Kansas liquor laws opened up opportunities on the Kansas side, including the removal of residency requirements. The 25,000-square-foot space would be updated with areas for the brewery, taproom and kitchen, patio, offices and storage. Bland liked the potential for craft beer growth in Johnson County, the location right off the highway for quick access from surrounding cities and downtown, and the neighborhood. Last November, Johnson County voters overwhelmingly repealed a state liquor by the drink law, which required businesses that serve alcohol to generate 30% of their sales from food, a difficult task for many bars. You're listening to stories from the Kansas City Star. Find us at kansascity.com to read more about these stories and others.